It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we move into a Friday, hey kids, it's the bonus show. Yeah, it's a bonus show and hold it. Just yeah. stop the presses for a moment. What? Stop the stop everything. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brian. <laughs> Except if you're driving. <laughs> and and you don't want to stop if you're driving because a uh, police officer may say, what's that guy doing? Okay, let's pull him over. Are you supposed to be out on the streets? You know, it's funny. I actually saw a tweet today by one of the local police departments that said, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not, you know, that's that's not going on right now. We're oh. not. We're not checking into you. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened here because someone said, "I have a friend who said that they were stopped and they were questioned why mm. they were out and where they were going." Yeah, and that police department came called right back and said, "Nope, that's not nope, happening. That's we're not only, happening. We're only stopping people if they commit a violation. Right, it's still right. a it's, primary. Right. right, it's still the same rules and regulations. So, but stop everything. Forget about the uh, uh, coronavirus. Forget about the tanks that are headed to California." <laughs> Forget about the video that's appearing uh, that shows that the military is setting up staging areas to have us all under martial law. Yeah. Uh, forget about anything else because there's only one important news item today. <laughs> and we're starting it out for you here on Red Eye Radio. Yeah. Your checks will not be taxable. Woo! I don't know. Is that good news? Your, I don't know. Your checks will not be taxable because it's in the form of a... We've had a couple of questions on it because it's in the form of a tax refund. Now, I don't qualify for them, so I think they should be taxed. Well, I've told you... 866 I hate this entire plan because, I, again, I don't get anything. No, I, don't, I don't get anything. I continually put in... Since everybody else is saying it, why can't we, right? Yeah, right. Well, what about Hulk? I'm not taking... <laughs> Nobody's taking care of me. By the way, they shouldn't be giving me a check. No, I, they, they should be doing a direct deposit into my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Get with it. It's 2020. Come on, people. Yes, I don't want a check. <laughs> I, I don't want the government writing me a check. I want a direct deposit. It's faster. <laughs> so uh, the because it's in the form of a tax rebate, when you get a tax rebate, it's like getting a check back right. from the federal government, except yeah. you didn't pay in for this. Exactly. Right. So yeah, but it w- so it will not be taxed. Okay. So everybody it's not ha- considered earnings. Yeah. Right. Everybody happy now? Yeah. Everybody. Every, everybody. Okay. Now we- the unemployment will be taxed. You know that's yes. different. Though. Unemployment will be taxed. The um the what's being called stimulus. It's not stimulus. It's relief. But whatever. Um, the, 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 the first check, the big check, the, the huge chunk. Now we did the math. I mean, if you qualified for, uh, let's say a total of the 600 plus 400 in your state for unemployment, and then a family of four and you get $3,400. Now I don't think you would qualify for 400 if you were under 75,000, you wouldn't qualify for the 3,400 because you probably wouldn't make, the same unemployment. So let's just say your unemployment would be 200 a week. 
that would be 800 a week total, right? 200 from your state, 600 from the federal government, and that's 3200 plus no. 3400 in the stimulus check. If if you make let's say you you're a, a fam, you're, you're well you're a a family that makes a family of four that makes a hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. what you you will get that check for thirty four hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. And if you were laid off, mm-hmm. okay, and mm-hmm. you made that amount, then you would get the maximum in your state. At that at at that level, you would get the. Maximum. I guess that would be more than right. yeah, more than eight or nine hundred a week. Would yes, it? Yeah. You, okay. so you would yeah. end up All getting right. you would end up getting. Uh, if you got the maximum roughly, uh, well, in the st- for example, in the state of Texas, you would end up getting a thousand seventy-seven dollars mm-hmm. a week. What and, did I say? A month? Did uh, I say a month? No. Oh, okay. Yes, a, uh, week, a week. Yes, and then you would get the thirty-two hundred if thirty-two hundred, uh, thirty-four hundred right. if you're a family of four. Right. So you would end up getting a roughly a seventy, you know, seventy-five hundred dollar check. Seventy-five. You'd end up getting seventy-five hundred dollars in the month of April. It's time to party. Uh, oh, many of the liquor stores are closed. Sorry, <laughs> many of time, them are. Time many to, of them are open. Time to make. Yeah, time to travel <laughs> to where they're open. No, I didn't go to the driving range yesterday, in case every, anybody's asking. And I didn't go to the liquor store, in case anybody. I asking. thought about it, but I went. I just can't. I just can't take the chance because we're still. We're still here. Are we preparing for the zombie apocalypse? Yes. Slowly, we're preparing that if we had to do the shows from home. Yeah, but right, we right. we would rather do it here because the setup is just so great, and we like being. I can't believe I'm saying this. We like being in the same room together for the uh, professional advantages of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the ticket. <laughs> Personally. Being in the same room with him sucks, but perfect. We'll, we'll get the bloggers going, yeah. but professionally, they don't like each other. Professionally, it is it is wonderful. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, when Eric and I first started working together, and and Facebook came out, we we mentioned that we weren't Facebook friends, right? And that that's all somebody heard, and then it ended up on the blogs. They're not Facebook friends. They're not really friends off the air at all. And the reason we said that is we just don't want to know what each other is doing every day. No. And this is the beginning when I think you and I were probably on a lot more on Facebook, which we're not now. Yeah, I mean, once in a while, I'll, I may post once a week, but it's, you know, but we just said we don't want to know what each other's doing because we want it to be a surprise when we come in right. and and do the show. So it's really, uh, and so that got misinterpreted and ended up on some of the radio blogs. They're not really friends. They hate each other's guts. Which is true. We just don't want people thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna start it all over it's again. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> why, why, why not? He why actually not? said it's true. We have it. We're he recording said, it. I heard it. He said it's true. We're recording it <laughs> on our cassette player. <laughs> I don't trust where you've been. <laughs> I don't want to get coronavirus. I don't, I don't trust, trust. I don't trust where I've been. <laughs> well, I haven't been anywhere. I thought about hitting the driving range. I said ah, I better not do it. You know, it's thought about going golfing because you can in my county. That, yeah. that that's considered that and a liquor store is considered essential well it should be by all means oh coming up we'll hear from dr burks who talked yesterday then you notice how the narrative changed yesterday completely yeah that maybe we're all overreacting right even from cuomo yeah and at the same time that cuomo was stating that maybe this wasn't the best public health policy by keeping everybody at home the order that i put in i'm like wow i noticed that 
the hashtag Cuomo for president uh, wasn't as being widely talked about yesterday. Right. Because you can make the cases we made the other day that, look, if you actually break down what Cuomo has said, a lot of the stuff that you said is exactly what Trump has done. Yep. And we said the other day, I said, you can't sit there and talk about the hydroxychloroquine and criticize Trump because Cuomo is the one who's actually put in the order for the biggest clinical trial of it. Right. Experimenting on the citizens (laughs) of New York, doing Hitler experiments on the citizens of New York. Uh to basically bring up the mm. former CNN journalist who said that the other day. Right. But whether you had uh, Dr. Burke saying it, whether and we'll play that audio coming up here in a little bit in, in the hearing last night, whether you have uh, Cuomo saying it, uh, and uh, uh, Burke's relates to the, uh, the researcher, the scientist who came up with that doomsday pandemic model. Yeah, that right. predicted Armageddon mm-hmm. in great, you know, in Great Britain and the United States, saying two point two million deaths, whatever that has been used to shut down much of the economy in the United States, mm-hmm. has now said, "Oh, maybe I went too far." Right. And so we'll we'll talk about that uh, coming up here on the show. New poll out there: the vast majority of Americans. Want Nancy Pelosi out, including half of Democrats. Well, she'll have more time to go drinking. <laughs> I mean, you know, if she's retired or and, laid off. And the, the other thing that I noticed yesterday was that as uh, the left started hyping up, okay, we can get Trump because Trump didn't jump on this as quickly as possible. Trump should have taken this more seriously. Whether it was Tucker Carlson or the they, they all started coming out with quotes from. Remember, after the president said, "Okay, no more flights to China," and the left came out and said, "No, go out, go to your favorite restaurants, go out, do this, do that, don't pay attention." It's a and all the quotes now are coming out of all the Democrats that actually took it less seriously than the president of the United States. Why? Because if the president took it seriously at all and said, "Nope." We're considering not letting people in from this country. Then he was a racist, and so everybody needs to go out and defy this president. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just uh, the the politics of this is just wonderful. I love the headline. It's also entertaining sometimes. The headline from the Miami Herald: Desperate shoppers not desperate enough for odd foods on picked over grocery shelves. And the link oh. to that from Drudge was not desperate enough to go vegan. <laughs> <laughs> So there's all these vegetables left, and we're all, we're all like, no, no, no. And and also we've talked about the line that we that you know that we've seen in the media, specifically NBC and MSNBC, on the whole parasite fish powder. Yeah. Thanks, Representative Dan, Dan Crenshaw, for uh, posting uh, yesterday on Twitter that CBS did the exact same thing. Right. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Arizona man dies, wife ill after taking drug touted as virus treatment. Trump kept saying it was basically pretty much a cure. Did anybody tout nope. the fish parasite, nope. fish cleaning, nope. fish, fish bowl tank cleaner as a virus treatment? Did anybody do that? No. Chloroquine phosphate in that form? No. And no. I guarantee you that bottle had a warning on it. I looked at a number of bottles um, 
uh, in fact, online, because you can look at the labels and everything up close. They all have, you know, warning, keep away from children, do not ingest, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, but it doesn't even matter. The truth doesn't matter. This is proof. No, doesn't. Make it up as you go along. And it- Bernard Goldberg right now. <laughs> Bernard Goldberg, right? I was going to say he'd be rolling in his grave. He's very much still alive. Yes, was- <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's rolling in his chair. But, I mean, you think about it because he was, you know, back then, he was the chief at, at CBS News when he wrote, uh, you know, before he wrote the the, uh, the book Biased. Mm-hmm. You know, and, he, and someone pointed out to him, a contractor working on his house said, you guys are biased. And he said, no, we're not. And he said, you know, look at it. And he went back and looked at the phrasing on some of the stories. And it was um, it was uh, uh, Steve Forbes' uh, tax plan, right. and they called it a tax scheme. They called it a tax scheme. And, and by the way, that's yeah. very that's very light if you think about it in today's yeah. terms, right? Compared to what they're writing, this CBS headline, it was yeah, it's very very tame. Yeah. It's very right. tame, right? And that's where he was talking about what was it? What's the uh, the uh, flat tax? Right, right. And they said his flat tax scheme, and all they found were people against it. They didn't find any experts for it. Yeah, and that's when Goldberg looked at it and said. This is biased. Well, and this, this is, is absolutely a biased article. It's not right. written. You should you should basically say, here's his plan. Here's people that like it. Here's people that don't like it. And you don't use words like scheme. And that's where he started realizing that the media was completely biased. You know, it's it's interesting because you look at, at what is tamed by comparison. If the Dixie Chicks had said in 2020 what they said about George W. Bush, you know, back then in 2020 they'd st- still be employed i was gonna say it wouldn't even make the news no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. in fact it would probably be applauded by a great number of people and, and again they would still be employed people don't understand right. in country music there are plenty of liberals yeah now there are yeah, yeah it's changed yeah. it's oh, changed yeah. in 20 years right right, right. Yeah. i mean they all wear the skinny jeans and everything else you know the women too <laughs> oh i did like that one the guy who's you know, this guy you know what is his biggest problem the coronavirus or the skinny jeans you right see that one man? yeah right exactly that one guy yeah and he was a little bit well he carrying a little extra weight but he was in these tight jeans that were just so tight you can't do like, that man oh can't do that man don't do that you know uh, don't do that there 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 comes a time where comfort over style and that came very young for me well I'm comfort just gonna, over style i'm just gonna say this there are certain things that shouldn't shelter in place. <laughs> let's, hey. let's just leave it at that. All right. We got a, we have an average show ahead. Yeah. If you want to get in, we'd love to hear from you. It's a Friday show, 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Friday Radio, he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red. I got a ton of audio coming up here on the show tonight. In fact, coming up following the bottom of the hour, we'll hear from uh, White House uh, Coronavirus uh, Task Force member, uh, Dr. Burks, who warned the public not to panic when they hear about the models and the projections of the pandemic spread. By the way, that was even said by Cuomo yesterday. We'll get to his quote coming up here in, in just a little bit. And also the scientist, the, one of the scientists that uh, predicted the doomsday pandemic model that a lot that that the white house used that counties use that states use yeah right they're now saying he walked that back yesterday going oops don't think it's going to be as bad right 
Uh, so we will get to that. I do want to get to the, the Cuomo thing here. Here it is. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said mm-hmm. Thursday that his stay-at-home order for the entirety of New York State was probably not the best public health strategy. In a press conference in Albany, Cuomo said the fa- smartest way would have been would be uh, a public health strategy that complemented a get-back-to-work strategy. Which he started saying, by the way, before Trump said Before it. Trump, yes. To be clear. What we did was we closed everything down. This is a quote. What we did was close everything down. That was our public health strategy. Just close everything. All businesses, old workers, young people, old people, short people, tall people. Look at all those look at all those bigoted statements and the oh identity politics there. Really? Uh, every school closed everything. If you rethought that or had time to analyze that public health strategy, I don't know that you would say quarantine everyone, Cuomo admitted. I don't even know that that was the best public health policy. If he keeps talking like that, by the way, he'll be the one to take Pence's place, not Nikki Haley. <laughs> young, yeah, young, people, young people then quarantined with older people was probably not the best public health strategy because the younger people could have been exposing the older people to an infection. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's important to bring this up because they were anointing him, the Democrats, as this guy needs to be president. And as you and I have said over the last three or four days, he sounds like Trump. Well, the message he's putting out is exactly the message that Trump is putting out. Well, who is responsible right now for the only deployment, full deployment of within their jurisdiction of the the drugs, the drug combination, the ZPAC? And the chloroquine and the hydroxychloroquine. Cuomo was the first. Cuomo is the first. Yeah. He led the pack. He led the pack. Trump only said, we're hopeful. Yes. That was his only message. Mm-hmm. He didn't urge. He didn't order. He didn't promise anything. And this is just, it, it just gets to that point of insanity. But you know what? The media, you, you mentioned this, and we'll talk more about this here in just a minute. What did their ratings and approval look like yeah Mm -hmm. here's your forecast some potential icing possibly snow in areas of south dakota and nebraska you'll want to watch it as you proceed westward from sioux falls on i-90 or westward on i-80 out of lincoln nebraska should be clear to the west of i-29 at least for the next few hours but we do begin to pick up that rain snow area in that region coming off the Colorado Rockies. Now, as we get into the Midwest, things change over to rain, and that area will become more widespread. For the overnight and early morning hours, we'll see rain chances extend from Pittsburgh into Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, and over into central Illinois. As the day progresses, though, that area becomes more widespread to include not only those areas, but back toward the west, portions of Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas. I-10 is clear from California to Florida. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
The Bonus Show. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. All right, I want to play this audio cut from the task force uh, press conference uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon. White House uh, task force member, Deborah, uh, Dr. Deborah Burks, uh, and her comments on warning the public not to panic when they hear about the models out there. And a lot of the models, you know, we talk about the Imperial College model that even the White House followed in many uh, cities, municipalities, and states followed that was looking at the worst possible scenario that now they have pulled back and said, well, and we had said this, what, uh, earlier this week. We said if you actually look at the predictions that they made for March, none of them came true. Right. It was all way under what they said, you know, it it could be. And she brings this up, and I want to play this portion of the task force press conference yesterday. American people, I'm sure many of you saw the recent report out of the UK about them adjusting completely their needs. Um, this is really quite important. If you remember, that was the report that said there would be 500,000 deaths in the UK and 2.2 million deaths in the United States. They've adjusted that number in the UK to 20,000. So half a million to 20,000. We're looking into this in great detail to understand that adjustment. I'm going to say something that's a little bit complicated, um, but I'm going to try to do it in a way that we can all understand it together. In the model, either you have to have a large group of people who are asymptomatic, who have never presented for any test, in order to have the kind of numbers that were predicted to get to 60 million people infected, or of 6 million people infected, you have to have a large group of asymptomatics because in no country to date have we seen an attack rate over one in a thousand. So either we're only measuring the tip of the iceberg of the symptomatic cases and underneath it are a large group of people so we're working very hard to get that antibody test because that's a good way to figure out who are all these people under here and do they exist. Or we have the transmission completely wrong. So these are the things we're looking at because the predictions of the models don't match the reality on the ground in either China, South Korea, or Italy. Um, we are about five times the size of Italy. So... If we were Italy and you did all those divisions, Italy should have close to 400,000 deaths. They're not close to achieving that. So these are the kinds of things we're trying to understand. Models are models. We're adapting now to the reality. There's enough data now of the real experience with the coronavirus on the ground to really make these predictions much more sound. So when people start talking about 20% of a population getting infected, it's very scary. But we don't have data that matches that based on the experience. And then finally, the situation about ventilators. We were reassured and meeting with our colleagues in New York that there are still ICU beds remaining, and there's still significant over 1,000 or 2,000 ventilators that have not been utilized yet. Please, for the reassurance of people around the world, to wake up this morning and look at people talking about 
creating DNR situations, do not resuscitate situations for patients. There is no situation in the United States right now that warrants that kind of discussion. You can be thinking about it in a hospital. Trump said we were supposed to get some big... Uh, There there you go. That's... um, Yeah. Well, because you get to all these extreme points, especially with social media, very quickly. And it starts... And the problem with the echo chamber, uh, that is social media, is that you're, it's going to bounce and bounce and bounce. It bounces around up to the point that, hey, we could see a million deaths next week. It just starts to overinflate. And then you see videos or, or predictions made by people who aren't part of the research teams that may have medical experience. I'm not trying to discount the experience they have, but they're not part of the research teams. And then all of a sudden... Boom, those things go viral. Uh, She said uh, uh, and finished up saying, please, for the reassurance of the people around the world to wake up this morning and look at people talking about creating DNR situations. Do not resuscitate situations for patients. Mm -hmm. There is no situation in the United States right now that warrants that kind of discussion. You can be thinking about that in the hospitals. Certainly hospitals talk about this on a daily basis. But to say that to the American people and make the implication that when they need a hospital bed, it's not going to be there or a ventilator, it's not going to be there. We don't have evidence of that. It's our job collectively to assure the American people. It's our job to make sure that doesn't happen. You can see the cases are concentrated in highly urban areas. And there are other parts of the states that have a lot of ventilators and other parts of New York State that don't have any infected. We can meet the needs by being responsive. There is no model right now, no reality on the ground where we can see that 60 to 70 percent of Americans are going to get infected in the next eight to 12 weeks. Mm. I want to be clear about that. We are adapting to the reality on the ground and looking at the models of how they can inform. But learning from South Korea, Italy and from Spain, I know you will look up my numbers. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that was from uh, Dr. Deborah Burks yesterday. And this is a kind of uh, this is why uh, probably one of the reasons I'm going to guess I'm I'm making an assumption here, mm-hmm. but probably one of the reasons that uh, the uh, media wishes now to censor uh, the uh, the daily briefings. Well, that's that's it, because, uh, you know, number one, you <laughs> saw the approval rating for the president go up. Um, yes, on this, and, yes. and it's because and, and why is that? It really isn't about his demeanor or anything else. It is it is the fact that he showed up every day and he was on stage. Every, he is on stage with that task force every single day. Now, the, the media wants you to believe that he's trying to play expert and that he's saying a ton of absolute <laughs> things. Um, you know, at the same time, uh, they say, well, he's not promising. They imply that he's not promising hope to the American people. He's the one saying that he hopes that these clinical trials show a positive result and that the studies are right. He's hopeful about that. By the way, that's real hope. That's true hope. Oh. When you when you say when you point to something saying, look, there's evidence so far and that's a good thing, so we're going to continue more, and then you have I don't know, uh probably one of the two highest blue governors in the country, right? I would say Gavin Newsom and Governor Cuomo, right, probably the two yes. highest profile, right, yes. And Governor Cuomo higher deploys, profile, higher profile than even Newsom. Yes. yes, well, I would say because he's a household name. He's a Cuomo. I mean, Cuomo, he's a Cuomo. Right. And so, 
and which is why what, it was maybe a year and a half ago. We said, yeah, he'll probably be one of the picks to to run for president. And he's not the stupid one. No, he's he's smart. Not like yes. everybody says. Yes. <laughs> he's actually smart. Yes. Not like everybody says. <laughs> Fredo's older brother. Do you think he kisses Chris on the cheek and says, I knew it was you, Chris. I knew it was you. <laughs> you broke my heart. <laughs> I'm nothing smart. Ha- nothing, like everybody says. Nothing happens to him. Yeah. Until my mother dies. Until my mother dies. <laughs> Don't get on any boats anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, here's, but, but seriously, you, you have that in place and the, the media doesn't focus on that. They focus on this bogus headline and, and manipulation of the facts in order to form a narrative that says Trump was suggesting people go ingest fish tank cleaner. Yeah. The crew that was yelling at him, screaming at him, the American people need to know what's going on with your administration during a pandemic. This was just a few months ago. Now, during a pandemic, is saying you're giving the American people too much information from your administration. That is ludicrous. These people are bat soup crazy. Yeah, they are. Just reading Molly Hemingway's column. In the Federalist.com, as Trump's poll numbers rise, media begins censoring press conferences. And she has, uh, when the poll showed that President Donald Trump was receiving unusually high marks for his handling of the coronavirus pandemic, the first stage of grief the media went through was denial. And she has a tweet there from Sam Stein. Uh, in a new poll from ABC, 55% of Americans approve of the president's management of the crisis compared to 43% who disapproves. Then Ron Fournier, the columnist, WTF. That can't be right. Yeah. The political media have been working extremely hard to craft a narrative that the spread of the coronavirus was essentially the fault of the man that they had blamed for all the other ills in recent years. How could the people not accept the narrative, particularly considering that most everyone in the media was pushing it? Then things got worse. <laughs> right. When additional polls showed Trump receiving high ratings at the same time that the media was receiving poor ratings. A brand new Gallup uh, study uh, coronavirus response hospitals rated best news media worst was particularly bad news when americans were asked about nine different institutions and political leaders they gave majority approval to all but the media of course the president trump has a 22 point net approval rating while the media's net approval rating was a negative 11 points the real clear politics approval average for trump was the highest during his entire presidency. In response, the media were angry and depressed and began blaming his press conferences. Their theory seemed to be that more Americans saw Trump unfiltered. The more that they saw him unfiltered, they liked him. And the more Americans saw the behavior of the media unfiltered, they didn't like it. It flies in the face of what many in the media assume for years They push for daily White House press conferences so that they could have the opportunity to be on camera and pressure the Trump administration. Now that they had daily press briefings with the president, no less, they weren't happy. It was a weird response for a group of people whose ostensible job is to simply report the news of the day. The New York Times reporter began disparaging the public health briefings featuring some of the country's top medical professionals. Katie Rogers wrote, these briefings now run an average of 90 minutes. 
about the length of a Trump rally. Imagine that. And have you seen that? Now they're coming oh, yeah. out saying, this. Th- these are just Trump rallies. <laughs> we, it's, which is exactly what we said. We were joking, of course. W- within a few days, the group think had firmly spread, suddenly addressing the American people day after day. The very thing the media had demanded for years was a dangerous departure from norms. You got another tweet here from Gabriel Sherman. Trump is literally turning all three cable networks into state TV. Live daily campaign rallies for the president to strengthen his hold on power. Unprecedented departure from American norms. And then another tweet from the mainstream media. NBC and CNN producers say that they're through airing Trump's virus pressers. We might take it from the top and then cut away after the first lie and return when the lies stop. Yeah, uh uh-huh. An example of what they called a lie was Trump's discussion of a potential treatment for those infected with the coronavirus. The proposed treatment had not gone through extensive clinical trials for the Wuhan coronavirus in particular, although it well it uh, well established in use for malaria patients, and many doctors are hoping to continue its use for the novel coronavirus. While New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is so bullish on the treatment that he authorized its use in his state, he has not received any criticism from the media. The absurdity of claiming that Trump was lying about this promising treatment plan was topped by the media blaming Trump when one individual seeking to prevent infection ingested fish tank cleaner because it contained similar ingredients. Here in All Things Considered host at a public radio station funded by tax dollars had this considered response. Did you hear Donald Trump talking up anti-malarial drugs as a potential COVID-19 therapy today? Not on our station, you didn't, because we no longer carry his non-fact-checked horse manure, but the real word, marathon daily briefing spin live on the air. Thank our management for this decision. Well, then Cuomo should be in jail. Yes. Right. Because he's enacted the policy. I mean, it's just the most bizarre thing. I didn't. Here's the thing. We never think they can top themselves. We came up. We came yep. up with the. Yep. We, right. we came up with the term perverted, perverted awe. Right. It's even more perverted now. You're oh, like, it's, it's, I can't believe they're going there. I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, eight six six ninety Red Eye. Coming up, well, will the will you be able to? Will, will you be? Well, will you know without question tomorrow, or excuse me, tomorrow later today whether you're going to get your check or not, or will it be held up till Saturday? Will they have a quorum? Will Representative Massey say? Uh, and that's what's really ticking off a lot of Republicans. Is look, make it clear if you're not if you're not going to vote for the voice vote, if you're going to be the lone objection to the voice vote. Or anybody else, tell us now so we can come in. Right. Don't keep us guessing. Right. Don't wait until Friday, right. which will push everything at, at least until Monday. Right. If you if you don't want it, then do it. Well, actually, Saturday. They do it Saturday. Oh, okay. They, they would come would in yeah, Saturday. They'd, they'd okay, come in yeah. Friday and they would do it. Yeah, if okay. they didn't have a quorum, they would do it Saturday. Yeah, they okay, would. good. But they're, they're furious because they're saying, you're, you're making it so we've got to get on planes. Not that they're against getting on planes, but it's like we've already got members. 
of Congress that have had to quarantine themselves and have gotten coronavirus. We don't want to do it. Well, and this thing is going to pass either way. And it, so yes, it is. Effectively, yeah. what are you doing? Yep. This hour's news is brought to you by Travel Centers of America, home of World Lens Coffee, the freshest roast on the road. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning, RedEyeRadioShow.com. We stream live or get our app, put it on your phone, and listen consistently. Never stop listening if you get the app. 24-7, over and over and over and over again. Please. Okay, just once it'd be okay. Uh, travelers from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and the city of New Orleans would be required to self-quarantine for 14 days before entering the state of Texas. Hmm. Governor Greg Abbott announced at a news conference on Thursday, Abbott explained that the order, which applies only to those who arrive in Texas by plane, will be enforced by the Texas Department of Public Safety. Travelers from the designated areas will be asked to provide officials with a quarantine location, the governor explained. And the Department of Public Safety, state police, Mm -hmm. will conduct visits to the designated quarantine locations To verify compliance, Abbott said people affected by the order cannot have any visitors besides health care providers and they may not visit any public places. Abbott said failure to comply will be considered a criminal offense punishable by up to a $1,000 fine. 180 days in jail or both. Department of Public Safety troopers will conduct visits to those designated quarantine locations to verify compliance with this executive order. Failure to comply with this order is considered to be a criminal offense. Mm. Wow. Wow, yeah. Crazy. So there you go. I was looking at somebody who was posting pictures of O'Hare yesterday, Mm. and it was a ghost town. You know what? It was was, like at noon. I was going to say earlier this week, if anybody is in O'Hare, don't go there for this reason, but if you're in O'Hare, you know, uh, uh, tweet the picture out and let us know because I was really curious about that. I mean, that's extremely rare. And I've only been through O'Hare. I've never been in the um, TSA line at O'Hare. Uh, I was once. No, I've never uh, I've never been mm-hmm. because I was always passing through. I've always passed through yeah. the airport, you know, connecting flight. Now, I've seen it. I've seen the lines as you go, you know. From one terminal to the other, but I was I was really curious about that. O'Hare used to be my second home. I spent so much time there connecting. I, well, it's a lot of people's second home because you spend so much time waiting. You know, sometimes it's it's weird because you know you'll you know you'll you'll be at the at the gate and you look across at the other gate and people are just looking so defeated. I mean, it, it's. There's just the look on their faces like they're never going to see their loved ones again. Sometimes I, I feel really sorry for them. I, I mean, it's really 
when I, whenever I'm in O'Hare, mm-hmm. when when you go to the H or K uh, yeah. terminals, right? Uh, when H or K, right there, and they've got that split off there. There's a there's a wine bar. I've never gone to the wine bar, but there's a piano right there. I always want to go and play the piano. Yeah, right. Because most of the time, yeah. once in a while, they'll have some guy playing the piano. You know. Mm-hmm. doing it at, at, you know, I don't know, five to seven, but most of the time the piano just sits there. Right. It's like it's a beautiful piano and I want to play it, but I never do. But that's, and every time I go through O'Hare, what do I think of? Home Cinnabon. Alone. Cinnabon. Oh. Home Alone. <laughs> no, not Cinnabon. Home Alone. No, I, I can't anymore. Cinnabon. No, I I, that, that, that's, I know, yeah. that's pre-Gary type 2 diabetes. Yeah, it's, right. That's, now I could walk right by. I could just go, hmm. And I don't think it's in... That was in Terminal G. I don't think that's there anymore. Or not Terminal. Is it Terminal G? The uh, the piano G. or the Cinnabon? The Cinnabon. I, I think they did move it, right? Yeah. I yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's in there. Anymore. I don't. I, <laughs> it seems like they right. have a McDonald's in every terminal. Oh yeah, they got a McDonald's everywhere. Yeah. But every time I go through, I think of Home Alone. Mm, right. Home Alone too. Yeah. Be Home Alone too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time, it's like okay. Uh, Don't mention that because it could trigger people because it has Trump in it for about 10 seconds. <laughs> That's the only reason I brought it up because Trump's in it. I wanted to tick off the left. I hope you're all angry now. Uh, yeah, so. Um, well, it, it's, you know, it, it, I, I guess I'm not going to New York. <laughs> well, here's the, um, you know, for, for a couple weeks. Here's the thing about. Um, the whole situation with with uh, Massey, we were talking about it. Massey being the uh, the representative from Kentucky, the Republican yes. from Kentucky, right. talking about uh, possibly objecting mm-hmm. to the voice vote. So essentially, procedurally, you know, they ask for a voice. If nobody objects, they go to a voice vote. Right. But if someone objects, they have to call everybody in. They got to get a quorum, which is two hundred and sixteen members. Right. And the report is one source saying, "Yeah, it's the Massey show right now." So he's running the whole thing. Well, well, it, the thing is, is you're not going to, for Representative Massey, you're not going to change anything. Right. You may get, you know, you may get some flack from your, you, you want to possibly uh, show your constituents in your district in Kentucky that you stood ground and you want to force it to a vote so you can be on record of saying no. But it's not going to change anything. And I don't know that it, helps you much in your district right because i'm glad you explained that because in a voice vote you you are not registered right for for how you voted exactly and, and so uh apparently he wants to make it clear but house leadership advised members on thursday to last night thursday evening to come back to washington on friday morning if possible as tall uh, top lawmakers told the hill.com they anticipate that representative uh, Thomas Massey, Republican of Kentucky, would call for a roll call vote on the $2 trillion stimulus uh, package passed in the Senate earlier this week. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy aimed to pass the bipartisan measure via voice vote in the lower chamber in an attempt to minimize the health risk for members who have traveled long distances amid the pandemic. But according to multiple House members, Massey is threatening to derail leaders' plans, taking issue with its cost and the process used to pass it through the upper chamber. Mr. Hoyer and Mr. McCarthy previously expected that the vote on H.R. 784, the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, would be done by voice vote, but there is now a possibility that the House Republican may suggest a quorum 
that if a quorum that uh, suggested if a quorum is not present and an attempt to call for a recorded vote on final passage, sources in Hoyer's uh, press shop said, we have notified our members of the possibility that the bill may not pass by voice vote. The majority leader's office has sent notice to members that if they are, they are able and willing to be in Washington, D.C. by 10 a.m. to do so. They're encouraged to do so while exercising all due caution. So there you go. Yeah. And it's going to pass. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to pass. We know it's well, going to I mean, pass. If, you just, if you're doing this just to put yourself on record for your you know, constituents in your district, this isn't the one. This isn't the battle to pick. I understand. As a fiscal conservative, I get it. If you're looking at this the way Lindsey Graham looked at it, and a lot of people looked at it, then Lindsey Graham, you know, fought the fight and tried to get his amendment pushed uh, on that unemployment thing, limiting that unemployment so people wouldn't make more on unemployment total than they do at their jobs right now. I get that. But the point is, is that you're going to be the one guy. And trust me, Things change when people are waiting for that cash because they've been told now for, what, probably the last 24, 36, maybe 48 hours, how much money they're going to get. They've been able to figure out how much money they're going to get. Even in your district, Representative Massey, there are people who may be otherwise fiscally conservative, but they're going to bite the bullet here because they want that money in their bank accounts. The point is, is that I don't think this battle works for you politically. I don't think it works for anybody politically right now. Well, no, because you simply say I was one of the no's for the, for, for the voice vote. But it's not going to be an issue. No. This is not going to be that issue. If you wanted, if you really wish to, stood up, to stand up, as we've said, in normal times, it's like you and I were looking at, at, uh, at social media yesterday, and we said, where were all these people and so-called conservatives in normal times, right. when we were the ones railing against where the Republicans were going and taking, you know, taking the hits for it from Republicans who now believe in much more government spending in normal times. Right. The, the problem, the problem of where we've gotten to is not because of even flawed bills mm-hmm. that are passed in dire emergencies in extraordinary times. Right. It's because we spend too much in normal times. Right. And I saw a ton on social media yesterday of Republican conservatives who were outraged, you know, for example, by $25 million, you know, for the National Endowment of the Arts or the Kennedy Center, whatever, and just furious about it as if the world had ended. Yeah, right. And you and I asked, where were you the last couple of years? Where were you when Republicans were in charge? Where were you? Republicans are saying, well, we can't fight it now. We got, well, now you're going to fight it? Right. And and some of the money being spent, you know, when you talk about those things, is not a great de- Look, $25 million is $25 million, but it's sure. not a great deal of money when we've looked at the spending that has been done in other places, which is the in, in the form of hundreds of billions of dollars. Right. Yeah, the permanent stuff. Right. I mean, you look at the like the permanent change that we have we have seen with more and more the tendency to spend more and more and to run up a trillion dollar deficit and I, not blink. I, look, I don't remember. Maybe he was, but I don't remember Massey in those times being you know the 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 forefront on Fox News. Look, I want to be on Fox News and say this spending that that the Republican Party is going for, and you people on Fox are even endorsing mm-hmm. that you're not fighting for this. 
Where was he then? Right. If you're that furious about it to hold this up, where were you back then? Again, on principle, I might agree with you. In fact, oh, no, I do. No, I, I, so do but, I. I but agree. Right. I'm telling you, it, it, if you're looking for political points in your district, this isn't the battle. This, this isn't the one to this do. Isn't, this is not going to get you that win. It's not. God bless you for being a fiscal conservative. That's great. But right now, it is all hands on deck. I'm, I'm not saying, again, this isn't my position. This is the way that, that the people of his district and people around the nation are feeling. And that is, we want them. We already know. They've done the tally. They're spending that money in their head right now. Right now. Right or wrong, you're going to hold it up. And politically, it's not going to work for you. It just isn't. You know, you if you push it back one day to Saturday, you know, you're you're delaying the game again. And what are you doing it for? Because here's what happens on the whole. You get something done later this morning. The president signs it. The uh, Treasury Department has the authorization. That does something in, in terms of the psychology for the American people. Again, right or wrong, we split it. And six months later, as you've been saying all week, Gary, we're going to look back at this and go, oh. you and I and Massey and our listeners are right, already right. doing that. We, we are. We know the problems with it. But the thing is, is that the psychology right now is very different. Even amongst your constituents and the people supporting you, Representative Massey. So if you think it's going to win you something, you're wrong. Oh, and by the way, since uh, Eric mentioned the checks, you're not going to be, that's the biggest story of the day. Yeah. Nothing surpasses that. Uh, you will not be taxed on the checks that you receive. Oh, yeah, that's the big story. Bring that's the big story. Yeah, so it, that's, that's well, even more important than anything aside else. Aside from the unemployment, the, the big check, the big uh, stimulus check or, or relief check that you're going to get, the initial check will not be taxed. So let me ask you this. Mm. With the, oh, when I saw, and I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but when I saw the you know $3 million plus yeah, who filed unemployment claims last week, and I went, Okay, let me look at the market. Mm. And it was up 1,200 points. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, they figured it would be more. Yeah, right. They had to figure it was going to be more. Yeah, right. And and so uh, uh, I just I thought that was interesting yesterday. But, yeah, mm. that, was the other, that was the other big thing, which, again, we said that's why if this thing lasted months and months and months and we got criticized early in the week for talking about this. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my friends criticized me for it was it last week when we said look do you know how bad this could be if this goes on for a couple of months right and some of the projections out there from economists and he said you're just being so negative i said i'm not being negative i'm telling you what many experts are saying and what the administration is saying this is the way i it said is. look you're a trump fan and you're getting upset at me for me telling you what the trump administration is saying right <laughs> and uh and you know when it the hit yesterday the unemployment you know numbers from the claims last week, right? you understand that what we were saying, we're not blowing smoke or trying to blow drama or fear or anything else. That's reality. It's just the reality of when you decide, the, the country decides we're going to cut down production and demand of almost everything yeah, except what's needed for the pandemic. Right. Well, then you're going to run into some real, real economic problems if it lasts more, as we have said, than a couple of weeks or a month doing so. Right. And you could see that hit with the uh, with the numbers yesterday. There, yeah, millions. Or yeah, and that yeah. towers over uh, anything that happened in two thousand nine. 
Yeah, what was it? Six hundred. Six hundred thousand was the most. It was the was week. the worst yeah. week yeah. in two thousand nine. So you know, yeah. four four to five times is great. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Barack Obama administration, hold our beer. Eight six six ninety red eye. Tips from JJ Keller and Associates Incorporated on Road Check twenty twenty vehicle inspections. Road Check twenty twenty is emphasizing driver requirements this year. But don't think that'll be the only area inspectors will focus on from May 5th through the 7th. Inspectors will typically conduct the North American Standard Level 1 inspection. It's a 37-step procedure that also includes vehicle fitness, in addition to the driver requirements. Since the inspections conducted during road check are considered standard, you need to be sure that important systems like your brake, fuel, and exhaust systems are operating properly. They'll also look at components like tires, windshield wipers, and lights to ensure they're working as they should. Inspections shouldn't surprise you during road check, but you should be ready given the increased odds you'll be pulled over for one sometime during those 72 hours. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This has been the Meritor Driver Report, brought to you by Pilot Flying J, Shell Rotella, and Meritor Aftermarket. Run with the bull. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. We are hoping, though it may not happen, that we will see that impact of warmer weather on bringing the infection rate down. But you can't guarantee it because this is a brand new virus. And that's a day after he said it might be seasonal. Right. Yeah. So, and that would mean... there. Couple of things we've learned this week: one, that it may be seasonal, which means in the warmer areas, uh, it might not be as contagious. It still exists, but it isn't as contagious. Right, right, right. And that's something that you know they they still don't know, but they are now, I think, sort of thinking that might be the case. So they're they they've gone sort of from an I don't know to it might. At least Fauci right, right. has. Yeah, right. Remember, he said he talked to the WHO, and, and they believe it might be seasonal. And if it's seasonal, that's what it means. It will go down. It doesn't disappear, but it will go down. It's not right. as contagious. Right. The It's still alive, but... It, it doesn't travel in the same way. It doesn't travel in the same way, right. And yeah. so, the and the other thing is that it's not mutating fast. Yeah. Which means any vaccine that they come up with next year, if it does come back, you would be able to be much closer on the vaccine, for example, than the flu vaccine. Right. The flu vaccine is basically from last seasons, and sometimes it's a miss. Right. Sometimes it's a total miss. Sometimes they get it right. Because it's it's evolved so quickly. Right. If this one isn't evolving, uh, if the coronavirus, if COVID-19 is not evolving in the same way, then you get to a point where... Again, by next season, you get into the colder months and they have a vaccine. It's a much greater chance of immunizing uh, the entire global population. And the other thing that came out of uh, this week is now uh, the narrative yesterday, which was all of these doomsday predictions of 500,000 deaths. Right. 
you know, possible deaths in Great Britain now to a maximum of 20,000. Well, that's a little overshoot, is it not? Mm -hmm. And the same with 2.2 million in the United States. Right, yeah. And that's what they were bringing up yesterday saying, hmm, we're not seeing that. Lifelong band from every major cruise ship line in the world, after their involvement in a disgusting incident at the captain's table on the love boat, would turn out to be a blessing in disguise. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. Thanks, Gopher. Eight six six ninety Red Eye, Captain Stubing. Oh, I see. Uh, speaking of cruise ships, <laughs> uh, I guess the cruise ships aren't going to get. Uh, they're, they're not in line for any aid. Right. I saw that yesterday. Yeah. I well, saw the headline. I didn't actually read the story. It just and I just thought about it now with Deep Voice Guy making up some kind of bizarre story, which I have no idea how that relates to the show or anything, but Well now, I mean, <laughs> are they eligible for are they eligible for any of the treasury loans? I'm not sure that they are. I, I when I, the headline said they weren't. Yeah. Because Yeah, it, i guess it depends where they're based and not all of them are, are based mm-hmm. here. And th- that the point was made, and again, I think it was um. Uh, oh, I'll find the article here uh, in in just a little bit. I think it was National Review, but the 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 point was made. The opinion was, don't bail them out. Uh, by and large, they don't employ a lot of Americans, and they don't serve a critical role in the economy. Here it is: uh, big cruise line ships would not qualify for aid under stimulus package. Okay. But again, I mean, you know, based on their assets, they could go to uh, a number of banks, maybe even around the world, if they wanted to get a short-term loan or something else, some kind of bridge loan in the private sector. A last-minute legislative change has shut out major uh, cruise ship lines out of the roughly $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus package Mm -hmm. headed for the House vote on Friday. The cruise industry was among the first to take the public hit from the virus along with airlines and hotels, but the aid package approved by the Senate now headed to the House limits aid to U.S. incorporated companies with the majority of workers based in the United States. Mm -hmm. Two criteria that effectively exclude major cruise ship operators like Carnival, uh, Norwegian uh, Cruise Line Holding, and Royal Caribbean. Right. I mean, when you're you're doing things like this, and and by the way, sometimes they do, they they give money uh, to, uh, to industries that don't serve a necessary role, but right now, it really is about those necessary roles right and and first and foremost about american-based companies that employ americans well as one of the points that trump made he said look a lot of areas where cruise ships come in it's big business for those areas sure well that's great the ports where they come in it's you know it's big but you can't help every industry well i mean again um what impact how much of an impact is it like in in our case, if you look at the um, if you look at the uh, the Gulf Coast of, of Texas, right, um, most of that is about the ports, not cruise ships, but what we export. You know, this is why they were they're doing so much infrastructure around the Houston area because there's been a ton of flooding, and they put billions and billions, tens of billions of dollars into that one area alone, 
to uh, beef up the infrastructure so that the exports could get to the ports, number one. And number two, in the case of some kind of massive global war, uh, when you talk about deployment of troops, that's going to be one of the routes. So it, these are things you have to consider. It certainly has an impact. In Galveston, uh, you can see it. Alaska. Oh, sure. And the spokesman for Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska said the senator supported the cruise ship industry because of its contributions to small business in Alaska. Well, but those small businesses would qualify because they are American-based. Yes, they would. So they qualify in other ways, and it's, you know, the impact is going to be felt. But here's the thing. What's going to change in terms of the real demand, right? The people that are right now afraid to get on ships... Because we're talking about international travel yeah. to a large extent. You're going into international waters. I think they'll get hit harder than the airlines will post-coronavirus. Uh, yeah, post I, I think, I think yeah. that's a Pe- sound theory. People would just reconsider. I, sure. There's a friend of mine, and, and she does cruises all the time, mm-hmm. I mean, probably two, three a year. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't know if I'll go on a cruise ship again. Yeah, I've been on one. I'm, I, I don't know. That's not my thing. Just not into it. Here's the thing. The only the only problem that I have with it is basically a personal problem. I like to get out and about more, and I feel limited on it. On even though they're huge, massive, right? Ships, I feel limited on that. It doesn't matter how what size the ship. I would feel limited. I still feel limited. I would want to travel on land more. If I was going to do that mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. get on a plane, land near the beach. Yeah, sure. You know, right, the, right, right. The the beautiful tropical beach. Right. The, to me, I'd rather do that than get on a cruise ship. Right. That's just me. Get on I a just... boat of your own. <laughs> <laughs> right. And get yeah. back to land when you want to get back to land. Look, right. I'm not knocking it. A lot of people love it. And they, yeah, they uh, do. A lot of people will tell you that it's the best way to vacation and everything else because you have everything right there. Oh, wait. Hmm. There is one cruise I wanted to go on. Which one? The Prague Rock cruise <laughs> i thought you were going to say the alaska cruise no the the <laughs> the, the when when if, if it would be like 10 of my favorite bands yeah for a three-day cruise and it'd right. be like 24-hour music yeah that'd be cool but i have a feeling that some of the people that like the same bands that i like even though i respect them because i like the same bands i like we might think differently <laughs> Well, they might annoy me after a there's, while. There's that, you know, and, and that's the thing. I've thought about that because you see them all the time, the different right. genres of music, like the metal cruises right. and everything else. And I'm thinking, I I don't know if I want to go see like a band who had one hit do an acoustic show by the pool. Or, the you know, or the 60 year old guy who's wearing a shirt mm-hmm. of the band that he's seen. You know, you, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, uh, David just... Coverdale can get away with it, but nobody else can. <laughs> Coverdale does that. He wears this white white snake button down shirt of every show now. He's sixty eight, sixty nine. Well, well, I mean years the old. fans of the band. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. The yeah, fans yeah, right. of the band. I'm yeah. talking about. Oh okay, him. okay. Uh, but I'm just just having fun here. But that that would I wouldn't even do that though because I'm just not a cruise. Uh, I always think, well, that might be cool to do it. But uh, when I think about do I, if I had the choice, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was somebody who vacationed a lot, which I'm not. But if I was, mm-hmm. uh, it would be plain to. the to where the actually playing to where the beach golf course is <laughs> i wouldn't be spending time on mm-hmm, the beach mm-hmm. it'd be near the golf course near the beach yeah is where i'd that's what i'd probably want to do yeah i more than anything so i'd be I'd, on the beach yeah, <clears throat> or, yeah in the, be, or in the mountains hiking or in the mountains hiking yes i'd like to do that too now i have thought that 
if I do go somewhere, I'd like, I've never seen the Grand Canyon, so I want to see the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go see, I don't know what it is, but I'd like to see the Badlands. You know, yeah, I'd like sure. to see that that, that right, uh, area. Right. Uh, probably would like to see uh, Yosemite. Yeah, right. And Yellowstone because mm-hmm. I haven't been there. My sister, there's a place in in I can't think of where it is, but she's like she sent me all the materials because they went there just for a weekend, an off weekend, and said you got to go to Yellowstone to this place. You just got to go. You got to go and go off season. You go off season right after summer yeah. <laughs> because there it's like summer snow. He goes, but there's like a week in there <laughs> where you can get in and nobody's up there and it's 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 a great time to go but and and maybe alaska right and i know my neighbors went on an alaska cruise and they said it was really cool yeah but i'm yeah. just not a cruise person but i would like to see uh you know uh, alaska but if i go if i go to alaska i just want to ride with the cops well yeah <laughs> you know the thing that, that scares me about that is you know i've been to the mountains where there are you know there are black bear and you know where to look out for them and everything yeah. else Man, you look at those Kodiaks. Monsters. I, I mean, huge. I like the bears. Mr. Chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll go up for 13 years and live with the bears. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Treadwell. There's Mr. Chocolate. Hi, that, Mr. Chocolate. That didn't end well. One of the, Unlike one, his last name, one it of didn't the, end well. One of the best things ever is when I finally watched, you know, it's called Grizzly Man, and it's about, if you don't, and people don't know about it, Eric and I have been talking about it for years. Right. And when it first came out, I don't know, t- a decade ago, maybe? Right, yeah, yeah. And it's Timothy Treadwell, who was the, I guess, sort of washed up actor. He claims he was supposed to be the original Woody. Yeah. On Cheers, right? Yeah, that he, was, that he was up for that role. Right, but he didn't get it, and so he decided that he was going to protect the grizzly bears, so he went up every year for 13 years and lived with the grizzly bears. Now, uh, he claimed he was protecting them, but anybody who was really uh, a, you know, cared about the bears and Native Americans who lived up there said, no, you leave them alone. You don't go out there and camp with them. You don't camp with the bears, but he treated bears as if they were like human beings. Now, some of the footage he got was spectacular. Oh, no doubt. But but after 13 years, they ate him and his girlfriend, the bears did. Yeah, and and it was her first trip up there, right? Yeah, I believe, well, one of the, I don't know. Maybe it was, mm. but it's... You Warner know, Herzog is the narrator and producer of the movie, of the documentary. And so there I am watching the first Jack Reacher. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this evil guy? <laughs> it's Warner Herzog. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, where have I heard his voice before? I'm like, oh, Grizzly Man, yeah, that's it. sounds it. like a, a much tamer uh, 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he... But in the same part of the country. But in Grizzly Man, as being the narrator, he came across as so compassionate and so caring. Well, see, and his voice. And, but it was and, the same tone. Right, the same tone. And then see him in Jack Reacher as, you know, this murderous, most evil guy you could possibly ever imagine. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. So he does have a, he does have a range. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Warner, is, is, he sounds like, he's, he's German, but he sounds he has a similar accent to Arnold, who's Austrian. But the yes. the whole... Uh, thing is that he in that the voiceover was perfect for Grizzly Man, yeah. And then perfect. the bad guy perfect. was also perfect. It was perfect, yes. And Jack Reacher, yeah. Neither, neither was neither was flawed or out of character at all, right? But yeah, he was, uh, uh, you know, Grizzly Man. If you've ever, but the I'll never forget. I had watched the the version that I f- was on cable, hmm. and they took. Like he goes into right. this. He it goes into highly this, edited. He goes into this rant, oh. and I'm like, my parents have to see this. This is back at ten years ago. They have to right. see it, 
And so I get it for them, and it's the beginning where they show this rant, and it's the F-bomb every two seconds. Which which neither of us had ever seen. I'd ne- No, we had seen just I thought, the cable We saw it version. on, what, Discovery Channel or something, yeah. or something, yeah. where they showed it, and it was, of course, edited. <laughs> you take up the DVD version to your parents. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I mean, it's just, a, and they look at me, and I'm, and I'm like, I, I watched the edited version. <laughs> They're like, well, sorry, what, what in the world is this? <laughs> right. But you know what it did? It, they, they did say at the end, it, it did show his mental instability. Well, they you said know, you actually, honestly, it was a different movie right. without that. Yeah, or they a different said, documentary. By, by showing it, you were early on able to see his mental instability because of the the, the cursing that just was never stopping. You went, okay, nobody curses that much. <laughs> So, but, uh, yeah, don't, uh, if you, you, cruise lines better than going up to live with the grizzly bears. I would, that, yes, of, of the preferences, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I have my preference, yes. I don't trust grizzly bears. Look, the fact of the matter is this, is that if you put uh, money into people's hands right now and there is, and they, there is a return to the demand for cruise lines, then it will, it will be there naturally. That's just the way it, it's going to go. If they were an American company and they served a, a vital role, um, then it would be much, much different. They're not the airlines. They're not the airlines at all. The airlines, and they're not Boeing. The airlines serve business in a big, big way. They also there's also cargo involved. Um, but the fact of the matter is is that they're they're not American companies, and they don't employ a great number percentage wise of Americans. And Boeing, fighter jets. Yeah. End of story. That's national security. You don't right go there. any, you know, that, that's easy to understand. And, yep. You know, it's like even the, the left stopped because early on they were like, this is socialism, see? Conservatives are for socialism. A disaster relief bill to protect vital industries uh, in this country for commerce in the, type, in the type of international disaster, and there are certain forms of disaster, is not socialism. Right. Especially when the businesses have no choice in it, and it's the government edict, in essence, that shuts them down. Right, exactly. The government responds to it. Yep. So yeah. that's not the same as in normal times, mm-hmm. government ownership of industry. Right. So just to make that clear, before we get that call, mm-hmm. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. If you want to get in, we'll get your calls following the top of uh, the hour. So much to uh, talk about. By the way, that story out there that the White House is balking at the $1 billion tag, or tag, excuse me, from General Motors for the ventilators, mm-hmm. uh, actually going uh, uh, inside the the, uh, the the government. Uh, who are they going to? Oh, they're going to FEMA to say, is this cost effective? Right, yeah. Is this a reasonable price? Are we are we getting gouged? I was thinking that when I saw the Mister Pillow guy yeah. coming out saying, "Okay, we're going to make masks." First, you know, my first thought: Are they going to be as expensive as your pillows? Right. <laughs> that's the first ninety bucks a piece. That's the first thought that came to my mind. I know yeah. you can get a discount on them too, right? Right. But it, it's uh, somebody asked me a couple weeks ago. 
what kind of pillow do you have? <laughs> so, but when I saw that, you know, because he's, I saw him doing the video uh, uh, on it. And look, from what I know, people who get the pillow love the pillow. So I'm not. Oh, I'm sure, not, sure, yeah, and, right. And doesn't matter if you can get a good pillow. Uh, if you if you've got back problems, and a lot of people do when you sleep, and yeah. that pillow works, oh, yeah, it's it's worth. I think you can get it two for. I think the retail is uh, well. They they say it's for ninety nine, but you can get two for I think ninety nine. Hmm, right. And if you can get a pillow that will last you <laughs> for ten years and rem- and take care of your back problems, yep. Eh. Yeah. Why not? By the way, right? this is not an endorsement. Yeah. No, that was, no. No. That was my first thought. You're it's making wor- masks. If it's worth it to you, then okay. Good. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Okay, that freaked me out. What? Here I was talking, just the last segment, mm-hmm. uh, about the guy, you know, from my pillow. I saw the video where they're going to be making masks. Mm-hmm. And also I look at my phone. I'm just going through social media and Facebook. I look and a my pillow ad comes up. Yeah. Do you have your phone set where the microphone is on? I don't know. Probably. Can you say "Okay, Google"? And it and then it activates. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I can. All right, you got your microphone on. Welcome to 2020, Mister. No McEnough. way. <clears throat> and by the way, they're on sale for twenty four ninety nine. He did that just for you. That just freaked me out. By the way, have you seen that? I mean, have you seen the uh, the the idea now that the, uh, the 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 way that they're they're posting certain ads to certain segments and demographics? In other words, a sale. Okay, in this demographic, here's what the price point is. You go play these online games, and a lot of people uh, you could because you can you yeah. can actually buy the games, right? You can, mm-hmm. and and what they do is it's tailored to. They'll start it like, okay, buy this many um, whatever plays or coins or whatever it is for this amount. And you click no. They come back, and they're basically doing a bidding with you. And they know what your threshold is. So they'll start at the high point, and the price point comes down. But the, sa- the sale isn't the same across the board. I'm, I'm not talking about on certain e-commerce retail, like like necessarily the MyPillow thing. Right, but it's it's the way that they're targeting people individually to find out what their price point is based on certain demographics and earnings. I mean, they know a lot about you based on your device, um, you know, and and your tendency to shop on the internet. Um, if you look at uh, who's at Sheryl Sandberg at the uh, the uh, the chief operations officer at Facebook. She's the one that designed at Google. That's where Facebook, that's where uh, that that company basically uh, 
did a headhunting and, and hired her away from Google because she's the one that did the Google ads back in the day when you would search something. And on the right, it would show you all of the available items back in, back then. It would be a row of available items, you know, if you search, search cowboy boots. Then the ads would come up on the right in a different column. She's the one that developed all that type of e-commerce dynamics for uh, for Google. And then she went to Facebook. And, of course, they've ramped it up from there. Okay. It's, it's kind of scary what they know about let, you. Let, let me check to see if it works, okay? All right. Because I have my, my phone still here next to me. Golf clubs. Yeah. Golf clubs. I want new golf clubs. Man, I wish a Mercedes Benz was a lot cheaper. <laughs> I'd like to get one for like two grand. I'd like to get a brand new set of golf clubs for 99 bucks. If I could get a Chevy Suburban under 20 grand, that would be cool. All right, we'll see if that comes up on okay. in, in, in the next day on Facebook. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> if my microphone is on on my phone, we'll see if that goes. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, FBI agents on Wednesday, you knew this was going to happen, arrested a small-time Southern California actor for allegedly claiming he had invented a pill that would prevent and cure the new coronavirus. Okay. Donald Trump claimed that arsenic, no, I'm kidding, uh, (laughs) Keith Lawrence Middlebrook, 53, was charged with one count of attempted wire fraud, a felony that carries a statutory maximum penalty of 20 years in federal prison, According to the FBI, Middlebrook, whose IMDb credits include tiny uncredited parts in Iron Man 3, Thor, and Moneyball, allegedly claimed to have personally developed a patent-pending cure for coronavirus. According to authorities, uh, Middlebrook, uh, who actually has a large social media following, including 2.5 million followers on Instagram, was seeking investors for his fraudulent endeavor and claimed Magic Johnson was a member of his company's board of directors. Magic told authorities he does not know Middlebrook. Hmm. I have developed a cure for the coronavirus, COVID-19. L.A. patient tested positive for coronavirus, got up and walked out 51 hours after my injection. Middlebrook allegedly said via text, to one B. Wood investor who worked with the FBI on its investigation. In the same text message cited by federal authorities, Middlebrook allegedly wrote, investors who come in at the ground level say at 1 million will parachute to 200 to 300 million. That's a conservative minimum. <laughs> Middlebrook was arrested during a meeting at which he delivered some sort of pills, Mm -hmm. purportedly the coronavirus treatment to an undercover agent who was posing as an investor. You knew this was going to happen, right? I mean, this was obvious this was going to happen in something like this. Of course. During these difficult days, uh, scams like this are using blatant lies to prey on our fears and our weaknesses, said United States Attorney Nick Hanna in a statement. While this may be the first federal criminal case in the nation stemming uh, from the pandemic, it will certainly not be the last, and it won't. So, And he's advising people, well, he did it in a nice way, we'll advise you, don't be stupid! Well, you're going to, you're not going to, you're not going to go to a doctor? You're not going to go to a pharmacy? I mean, it, it's, did you see, what was it, last week? The idea of looking around the house to see if you, hey, look. This fish tank cleaner might do the job. Did, did you see last week where it was out, do not drink bleach? 
Right. <laughs> that was actually no, out there. You, no. Do not drink bleach. It's not going to. No, of course don't drink bleach. What are you talking about? The only reason we have warning labels on anything is because people have done that. Because people will, oh, I wonder what would happen if I did this. That's why you have warning labels. Hey, how about you not do that? <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. I mean, you, for man. the love of idiots. I Because I can't help people like that. There's, there's nothing I can do. No, you can't. I, I don't know that anybody can. They shouldn't be left alone. Let me frankly. ask, what's worse? People who do stupid things like the people who... Uh, ate the husband and wife who ate the the fish parasite tank cleaning powder, or the media that promotes the lie, both that somebody that the president of the United States promoted that action on the larger uh, scale. On the larger scale, it's the media. Yeah, it's the media because it's more dangerous. Because they want you to believe that you can't believe anything that's coming from the government. But you, because you have to set Trump aside. Trump's the president and he's up there every day with that response team. Except he's up there with Dr. Fauci. I don't know if anybody calling Dr. Fauci. I mean, they've been trying the gotcha questions to see if they're, they can create a rift between him and Trump. He's not allowing that. But I don't know anybody that's discrediting Dr. Fauci. Or directly, doc, or Doctor Burks yesterday, right. when when she came out because she's right. part of the task force, yep, and said, "Look, these models have not proven to be close to being accurate, right?" And as we know, uh, the one scientist who predicted five hundred thousand deaths in Great Britain now says, "Okay, maybe twenty. The yeah. maximum might be twenty. Well, there's a huge difference." Also yeah. said 2.2 million, which those models were used to shut down a significant portion of the economy to the point where even Cuomo said yesterday, yeah, maybe what I did wasn't the best for the public health policies. Right. Exactly. As a public health policy. Yeah. You know, starting to question, you know, Cuomo even questioning it. So uh, I noticed that over the last 24 hours, there wasn't that push uh, anymore. I didn't see the push as hard uh, for Cuomo for president. After... I think on social media, a lot of people started making the case, as we did a couple of days ago, he's doing what Trump does. Right. And on the uh, hydroxychloroquine, ZPAC, he's the one that actually, we agree with what he did there. Mm -hmm. We agree that if the doctors say there really are no bad side effects and we think it's really positive, there is no harm in trying it. Because of the situation that was going on. Well, he thought he thought the same way. The media completely quiet on Cuomo doing it. Mm -hmm. And Trump referencing, referencing, excuse me, the small clinical trials and said, yeah, they seem to they seem to think there's some really good things. So we should expedite those testing tests to see if it works. Mm -hmm. He's Hitler. This is Hitler trying to do experiments on people. Right. I mean, they went absolutely crazy. And then the, the point of the hydroxychloroquine that Trump was somehow promoting people use, and that's what you got from CBS. We've read yes. you the headlines. Yep, yep. CBS and MSNBC and NBC, they were implying that Trump was telling you to eat fish tank 
parasite cleaner. And then Cuomo goes out and actually gives it to people and not a word. Not a word. Not a word. How many times can we... He's, were, he's the only one... He's the only one who within his jurisdiction has has gone full deployment. And so when we said earlier on, we said, look, the Democrats and the media will play politics with anything. They don't care. They don't care about lying. They don't care about the coronavirus. They don't care uh, about w- whether people are harmed because they don't care about putting out any type of accurate information at all about the reality of what the government is telling you. Right. They will exaggerate it to the point of absolute absurdity. Yep. They will lie to the point of absolute absurdity. Yep. And they don't care. And we're talking CBS, NBC, mm-hmm. MSNBC. We're not talking some far left website. We're talking the mainstream of the mainstream media. Yep. Wow. It is, but this is, again, and these are, it's not even the pundits. It's the newsrooms. Yeah. It's the, the news newsroom. editors. Yeah. They're, they're the yeah. ones, they're the ones that are making these decisions. I mean, you could say, I mean, you can say what you will about Rachel Maddow, right? Mm-hmm. He's telling lies and it, it could cost lives. I mean, that's false, but she's an opinion maker. We're talking about news organizations doing this. Posing as journalists. You're an activist and you're a hack. And you're a liar. If you want to get in, 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Crowley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to Kyle in Connecticut. Kyle, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, um, I want to talk about uh, C19. Not really so much the C19 because we know it's uh, it's a serious thing, and people got to take it seriously and take necessary precautions. But my thing is, why is the media? Been it so hard that people are literally panicking to a, to a point where I was in a Walmart and saw a customer almost go to blows with the employee because they couldn't get enough toilet paper. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I know someone who's in Germany, a, a U.S. soldier who's in Germany, and he was saying that Germany's going through a lot of the a lot of the same problems, but they're not freaking out about it. And he started watching U.S. news. He's like. Why are they scaring the hell out of everybody? I mean, yeah, crazy. but the majority of Amer- the majority of Americans are not panicking. No, they're not. The major- the vast vast majority of Americans are not panicking. Are there? Yes, in a society, you're going to find you're going to find people that are panicking. By the way, you're going to find people that are panicking about a number of things even without a pandemic. let's face the world it. is ending in normal times. Well, I mean, I mean, for the left, yeah. Let's face it. We, you know, you walk around. On any given day, or you just watch social media on any given day, and <laughs> yes. you, you see people losing it for no reason. I mean, go, go watch a Little League baseball game and see how parents act. It's ridiculous. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. It, I'm embarrassed for the kids sometimes. Um, 
So you're going to see that. You're going to see all this stuff on social media. I saw the video of the, you know, the fight in the aisle over the toilet paper. Sorry. I mean, you're just a moron if you're if you're fighting to that degree. If you just lost it. You just simply lost it. Yeah, I've seen. And again, I haven't been out uh, a lot, especially the last couple of weeks. But when I have made my, you know, limited, which is about once a week, I've been going out. I mm-hmm. probably, I was out last week and I wasn't out, I don't believe at all, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't even get gas. But probably later on today, I'll go out and just do a little bit of shopping and gas up for next week. But I'll only be out for about 20 minutes. But I've seen nothing. And when I've talked to the people in the stores that I know, some of them, and I've said, how is it? And they'll go, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, how are most people? Well, some people try to get away. I go, how's the majority? The majority are fine. Of course. Of course. The majority are fine. You know, cons- yeah. you know, concern. I'm just wondering, hey, when are you, you going to be able to get this stuff in here soon? Or, yeah, you right, know, where right. I can get it and go, we help because most people are most people are fine. Right. And we said this earlier. Most people understand. And, and when you see the people approving it, I don't think. There are always going to be the people. The opposition is always going to demand perfection, correct? Of course, and and, and they're going to. Well, they're, we, they're, we, we want everything on the shelf, right? When we want right. it, and and the brand that we want it, in the style that we want it. Sorry, right. Bernie, but we do need thirty-one brands of different <laughs> brands of deodorant. Uh, definitely, we need thirty-one different brands of toilet, toilet paper, paper and well no, stocked all the no time. Doubt. But you know, so you're always the opposition's always going to sit there and say Trump's Hitler or whatever, and everything he says is a lie, no matter what, whether it's a truth or not. And we understand that. But the average person out there has looked at this and said, I don't expect government to know any, everything. And they've been telling you, we don't know. We don't know. That's why there's some of the concern. Now that they have seen over the period of a month, as we saw yesterday, that the projections that were being made were way overblown. Now they're telling us. And now you started to see yesterday. Yesterday to me was that was that key day where you saw it changing direction a little bit because you had Cuomo come out and say, I don't know if we did the right thing by closing down society as we did. Maybe it wasn't the best, you know, way to to do it. And so you have seen, you know, the president come up and say, maybe we should start doing this by county. Not just across the board, but by county or where the hot spots actually are maybe that's where the con- containment you know should be maybe right. now it's time to get smarter about this still stop the spread of the virus because we know it can be serious but let's be smart about it exactly and we can do two things at once mm-hmm. well look, we can do more than two things at once we can ensure that we have a good economy yeah we can ensure that people don't panic but we can ensure also that we you know, that we protect the vulnerable populations and keep this from spreading at the same time. It was a week ago today that I said that people are going to start getting anxious because it's one thing to have a few days off. But then all of a sudden, when you start doing the the numbers on the bills that you got to pay or just being able to go here and there, just about your liberties in general, people start getting very anxious. And I said, it's going to happen within a a couple of two, three weeks. Well, Monday... You had Governor Cuomo first saying it, and then, of course, President Trump saying it. We got to look at you know the future, start reopening things, and right. hopefully, we'll get there very soon. Here's your forecast: some potential icing, possibly snow in areas of South Dakota and Nebraska. You want to watch it as you proceed westward from Sioux Falls on I-90 or westward 
on I-80 out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Should be clear to the west of I-29, at least for the next few hours, but we do begin to pick up that rain-snow area in that region coming off the Colorado Rockies. Now, as we get into the Midwest, things change over to rain, and that area will become more widespread. For the overnight and early morning hours, we'll see rain chances extend from Pittsburgh into Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, and over into central Illinois. As the day progresses, though, that area becomes more widespread to include not only those areas, but back toward the west, portions of Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas. I-10 is clear from California to Florida. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio, I'm meteorologist John Trout. Bonus show. And he is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Welcome and good morning. Thanks so much uh, for uh, being here. So, you want to go to the Gallup poll? Sure. All right, you ready? Ready right. for this? Approval ratings of U.S. leaders and institutions handling of response to coronavirus. All right. All right. And here are the institutions U.S. hospitals your child's school or daycare, your state government, your employer, government health agencies such as the CDC or NIH, Vice President Mike Pence, President Donald Trump, Congress, and the news media. Mm-hmm. All right? All right. U.S. hospitals rated the highest. No surprise, right? Yeah, sure. No surprise. Right. 88% approval, 10% disapproval. Your child's school or daycare. 83% approval, 9% disapproval, 8% doesn't apply. Hmm. Your state government, 82% approval, 17% disapproval. All right. Your employer, 82% approve of their response, 14% disapprove. This must have been taken before the layoff started. Uh <laughs> Government agencies, health agencies such as the CDC or the National Institutes of Health, 80% approval, 17% disapproval. Vice President Mike Pence, 61% approval, 32% disapproval, Hmm. 7%, I don't know. President Trump, 60% approval, 38% 38% disapproval. Congress, hmm. 59% approval, 37% disapproval. And finally, the news media, with the worst ratings, the only <laughs> the only institution that did not get a majority of Americans. The news media, 44% approval, 55% disapproval. That is no surprise. 
No, it's it's not. It's it's their handling of this because they can't help themselves. They they they've never been journalists. They don't know how to do it. Their mindset doesn't know how to go there. When you have news organizations, entire news organizations like NBC and CBS behaving the way they're behaving, creating a completely false narrative, and I mean one that is based on pure lies and false information. Well, sorry, Rachel Maddow, you can't say anything. You can't say anything about endangering people's lives because what one man says is one thing, and by the way, he hasn't been saying anything that's dangerous to the American people, President Trump. But what an entire organization does when they imply that the president was instructing people to, to drink, to ingest fish tank cleaner, that is a flat-out falsehood. It is a blatant lie. And which is more dangerous? Because have they come back and corrected that story? Have they come back and said, we're wrong for doing that? Have CBS actually went full on? They went further than NBC did. Well, you know, one of the things, and it was brought up by, I think, Molly Hemingway, that what, the big lie of the president this week that they're claiming mm-hmm. that they wish to use in order to stop broadcasting the press conferences, what the president said about uh, hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything wrong. No, he didn't. There's no lie there. He simply said, we've heard great things about it from, you know, the, the, the French study right. and from others out there. And we'd like to, you know, ex, uh, you know, accelerate. Now, he did. And he walked back when he said it was approved by the FDA early on. Mm-hmm. And he walked, they walked it back afterwards and said, no, no. It, right. It, it, you know, but, well, and, and even if it were approved by the FDA, there would still be a process of getting that. It wouldn't come from your fish tank cleaner. It would be right, going to your right, doctor, exactly, getting right. it prescribed in the right. proper dosage, and getting right. it from a pharmacy. Exactly. The pharmaceutical grade of that active ingredient. Now, now it, it had approved what he probably meant was it was approved by the FDA. To look at it, to yeah. look at it, to do more research. No, it was approved by the FDA for malaria. It's an approved FDA drug. Oh, okay. okay. Right. It was an approved sure. FDA drug, but right. it came across as that they had approved it, you know, at that point. When mm-hmm. you say that, Sunday or Monday? I forgot when it right. was. But at that uh, point, they had also approved going further with the study. I mean, let's look into it. Yes. Which is, by yeah, the way, right, you're what, right. they, what they've always done. Right. You're right, because Cuomo was talking about it on Sunday also mm-hmm. then. Right. Right. So, you know, they were they were making a mountain out of a molehill. There was nothing there. Uh, what is, and, but, what, but the point he was trying to make is it wasn't still in development. Right. It got initial approval, right. even yes. though at that point didn't have off-label approval. It did have, at that point, approval based on that usage. So it was no longer an R&D. And, and, but the media can't help themselves. They want this guy out of office at all costs. Even if they have to lie about the facts of, of these cases, it doesn't matter. It no, doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to them. And it's, uh, again, it's expected, but there is constantly here on this show uh, a, a, a new, like, wow. Another sense of totally, completely perverted awe that well, they that they actually go to the places that they go to. It was the think about it though. It was um, it was the liberals and the Democrats on Capitol Hill that when he closed the door to China travel, you're a racist. Yeah, 
And now they're saying, why aren't you shutting everything down? Not only are racist, but you need to get out. You need to get out and you need to party. And that's one thing that what happened. I think there's a Biden ad that there's a Biden ad that's using Trump. Mm-hmm. And this is why we said, look, anything you say is going to be used against you. And so basically running selective, you know, uh, audio cuts from Trump uh, where he early on was saying that, you know, the coronavirus, we don't see it as a problem yet. You know, we don't see mm-hmm. it as a And so, of course, they're playing it. Go back and look at what the Democrats were saying. And when you look at the actions of the president early on with, you know, not allowing, uh, you know, saying, OK, let's shut it down with China. He was called a racist. He was called everything in in the book by the liberal media. Who was it? Uh, it was Tucker Carlson that went, you know, into the New York City politicians and what Bloomberg said and what other politicians were saying. Go on in. You know, the, the Chinese festival was going on mm-hmm. frequent. You know, go to the restaurants. Go. And this was in early March. They were doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you want to play this game, go ahead. Because sure. you guys were saying things that were just absolutely, totally over the top bizarre. Mm-hmm. Right. And even when they closed him down for Europe, remember, right. Right. same thing. Well, I mean, because uh, they criticize him. And then when he starts saying, we hope that we can get business back, you know, up and running again by Easter. We're hopeful, right? He's talking about a few weeks at that point, a few weeks down the road, two and a half. It was like, I think it was three weeks from Easter, actually. At that point when he started saying that, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, well, no, you need to shut everything down. Well, just a couple of months ago, you were guys say, saying shutting everything down at the airport level and international travel was bigoted yeah. and was wrong. Mm-hmm. An overreaction. And he needs to stop acting like he's a dictator. Right. And four weeks later, he needs to be acting more like a dictator. A few months ago, why aren't you having daily press briefings? The American people need to know the business of the White House. He steps up during a pandemic to tell them what the administration is doing during a pandemic. And they're saying he's stepping up to the podium and giving us too too much information. (laughs) And they want you to tell you he's lying or they want you to believe he's lying. And the fact of the matter is he's not lying. Because he's got the people up there, including Dr. Fauci and other experts, that are giving you the scientific facts. You don't have to. I don't care who you are. You don't have to like Trump. You don't have to believe Trump. Ignore Trump if you must. But his handling of this, by and large, is being applauded by the American people, whether you like it or not. This from TheHill.com. Only 27% of people surveyed in a new poll think Democrats should keep Nancy Pelosi as the leader of their house, with nearly half of Democrats surveyed saying the caucus should pick someone new. The new American Barometer poll released yesterday by Hill TV and Harris X found that just 51% of Democrats think the House Democrats should keep Pelosi as their leader. 49% said the caucus should pick a new leader. 79% of independents said that Pelosi should be replaced, while 91% of Republicans and House Democrats uh, uh, said House Democrats should pick a new leader. Uh, I am one of the few conservatives to say, nope, she should stay right where she is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make AOC Speaker of the House. Well, I, well, okay. If we're going to make AOC, all right, right all right. Yeah. If you're going to replace her, but I think Nancy should stay. If you're talking politics and who hurts the Democrats, I right want now, her in it's, there. It's right. Nancy, yeah, yeah. Uh, the dismal figures come as a number of Democratic candidates and incumbent members of the House refuse to say that they will support Pelosi in a vote for the House uh, speakership. Then again, I look, I need to be compassionate. I just rethought this whole thing. What's that? 91% of Republicans think that House Democrats should pick a new leader besides Nancy Pelosi because they care about Democrats. They want you to succeed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They want the party to, to be seen in a better light. 
By the way, who would that be? I don't know who, who that would be right now. Who would who would the speaker be? Stanny Hoyer? So, yeah, and that's the first thing. That I have, wow, it's amazing because I was thinking the, I gotta be thought Hoyer. the exact same thing when you said it. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be Stanny Hoyer. It's not, by the way, it's not going to be AOC. Right. Even though she could put I her used, name into it. I used to call the two of them back in the day Nanny Paloyer. <laughs> <laughs> to make it simple. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Nanny Paloyer. Nanny Paloyer. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, It'd probably be Stanny Hoyer. see. Because Steny Hoyer right now doesn't get a lot of negative press. I mean, he did okay. back I in the have, day. From, she, from the right, I mean. Sheila Jackson Lee? <laughs> please make that happen. Please make that happen. Please, 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 please. More than AOC. Please, please, please. I will, I don't know, can we contribute to a campaign fund, a GoFundMe or something to make that happen? Oh, my goodness, please. That might work against us. I can't listen, you guys. You supported the campaign of Sheila Jackson Lee. I know, but it but it makes it so much easier on our job. <laughs> you don't understand. We have a different, a much different take. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We'll start a GoFundMe page. I don't know how the, I, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, but it doesn't matter. Um, it's, but th- we've seen this before. But but think about it. She has bungled everything from because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Remember, I'm old enough to remember when Adam Schiff was the problem of the Democratic Party. <laughs> wow. Hey, <Right? laughs> hold it. Let's let's stop for a second. Let's talk impeachment. Right. Huh? Huh? What? Hey, you guys remember impeachment? Remember? Let's go way back. Anybody remember impeachment? Let's go way back. But but okay, there's another one. Adam Schiff, speaker. <laughs> please, 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 <laughs> please. I mean, Lee would be better. Yeah, I but mean, he's more disappearing. But he's disappeared completely. I, I th- because here's here again my theory. I think he brought false information. Whether he it was knowingly doing so or not, to Nancy Pelosi saying we got him, and she said, "Okay, great. Now we'll open the door to impeachment." All last year she was saying no until he brought until he brought that, and they thought the transcript would never see the light of day. And Nancy said, "Yep." And then they all got the backlash for opening the door because they had to go through it, all through it. By the way, it doesn't matter. She owns it. She's the speaker. Yep. She's the leader of the party in. That house, and that's on her. See, we talked impeachment. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Quickly to Greg in Illinois. Greg, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, sir. Uh, Eric and Gary. I want to say, uh, first time caller, uh, long time listener, you guys are great. You crack me up, and uh, you tell it like it is. Thanks. And I, 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 I don't guess I have the right to do this, but I want to thank you on behalf of our country, uh, on behalf of truth. And even the Lord, you all just do a great job. Thank you. You kept everyone's spirits up and just keep telling the truth. Keep going great. I know you will. Thanks. Uh, I just have something quick to say. Um, I I, I try to say it quick. 
you know, they talk about the infection rates. Okay, I'm just using this as an example. 80,000 people have this, this disease, okay? Well, they never talk about how many people have recovered, completely recovered from it. So they keep using these huge figures, but I think the White House lady scientist was talking about that a little bit. It hadn't panned out to be at whatever one thought it was. And uh, that's that's uh, that's I okay. Think that's an important. Statistic. Well, with the uh, one one, thing, well, one reason here, no, because I, I want to address that question here, and we're very limited on time. I want to address that 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 uh, the the fact is in the United States because we're we are behind, for example, China and other countries. The actual recovery rate is small right now because rough, they, because it, there's a standard for that recovery rate. Right, there's a standard, and so it's. A, but we know what the recovery rate will be based on the fatality numbers. We know right now it's anywhere, if you look at it, between 1.2 and probably 1.6%. No matter where you are in the country, that's the fatality rate, which means we know 98.5% of people will basically recover from it. So we know what that is, and that seems to be consistent in the United States uh, right now. But the actual numbers, I think, are what, 745 or something like that have recovered out of the 85,000 that have been diagnosed right now. So it hasn't been a big news item. To be fair, it hasn't been a big news item from those who have officially recovered in the United States, even though the majority will, the vast majority will. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.